reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 18. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. So Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Friends, as members of the St. Paul Area Synod, you are bound in a web of relationship that connects you with global companions in Tanzania and among the Augustinian Lutheran Church of Guatemala. In both places, you will find brothers and sisters in Christ who are fervently praying for you. Those you know, your friends from your companion congregation of Cristo Luz del Mundo in Guatemala, and those you may have never met in the southern highlands of Tanzania. Now, some of you may know, Bega qua bega is a Swahili phrase that we use to describe our relationship with the Iringa Diocese, one of 24 dioceses of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in Tanzania. In this phrase, bega qua bega, well, it means shoulder to shoulder and reflects the ways in which we aspire to relate with one another, as equals and as partners who are walking side by side, not with one leading or pushing or pulling or poking or prodding the other. It reflects our desire to be in a relationship that is marked by mutuality, by its inclusivity, by its vulnerability, by the ways in which we try to empower one another and sustain one another for many generations to come. While the language and context may be different, bega qua bega is also an apt phrase for describing the way we aspire to relate with the Lutheran Church in Guatemala more immediately and Lutherans all around the world through the global mission unit of the ELCA. By walking shoulder to shoulder, accompanying our companions around the world, we join them as co-participants in God's mission, bearing witness to Christ and bringing the promise of reconciliation and new life to a world in desperate need. And what desperate need there is indeed. Reading today's gospel text in light of recent events abroad and at home, I realize that perhaps not much has changed in the nearly 2,000 years since Jesus of Nazareth stood on trial before Pilate. Rome's appointed governor and representative of a mighty empire. Then, as now, questions of kingdoms and kingship hang heavy in the air. While language and circumstance may have shifted over the ages, the underlying concerns remain the same. Ethnicity and religious identity, power and authority, statehood and security, concerns rooted in our understanding of humanity, and reflected in the ways in which we choose to organize and administer our life together, at both the local and global levels. They are terms and concerns that Jesus undoubtedly understood, and yet, in today's Gospel reading, it is clear that he is operating from an entirely different playbook. In his exchange with Pilate, 
Jesus is revealed as a king, but not one is conventionally understood. A king whose kingdom is not bound by geography, but by a community that spans the globe, always testifying to the truth. This unconventional king of ours was not born into, a power, into power. In a month or so, we'll recall the tale of how he was born into a stable, to parents who were shut out time and time again from the warmth of inns and guesthouses because there was no room for them. Ours is a king who was forced with his parents to cross borders and find refuge among foreigners as a tyrant slaughtered the innocent in his homeland. A king who wandered through the hinterlands of Palestine as an itinerant preacher, whose followers were fishermen and the marginalized. A king who rode a donkey into the capital city, welcomed by a multitude waving palm branches and delivering a message of peace and the promise of new life. A king whose ultimate symbol would be not a cutesy snowflake or star upon a disposable red cup, but the cross, an instrument of torture and death. In his life, in his death, in his resurrection, we are set free from the chains of sin and death to live a life of loving service to God and our neighbors, near and far. This is good news, and this is the truth that, when it is shared, marks the boundaries of his kingdom. A kingdom that, not shockingly, is present in unconventional and surprising places. And this morning, I'd like to share with you a couple of the surprising places that I've seen this truth being shared and the presence of Christ's kingdom being made known. The first such place, for me at least, was along the communion rail in a small church building in the southern highlands of Tanzania. My first visit to Iringa took place in August of 2002. I was nearing the end of my first year as a youth worker at Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Apple Valley, Minnesota, when I jumped at the opportunity to be part of their first delegation to visit their companion congregation. It was an impulsive choice, but one that forever changed the course of my life. The experience opened my eyes to the work that God was doing with and through the Evangelical Lutheran Church in Tanzania and set me on a vocational path that has had me looping around the world and back again a couple times over. Tungamalinga Parish is located on the far western edge of the diocese. It borders Ruaha National Park, one of the country's largest wildlife reserves, home to herds of elephants and impala, prides of lions, and some of the most stunning scenery that my eyes had ever seen. Eclipsing all of that, however, was the time spent with the members of the congregation, people we had known only through a handful of written letters that were exchanged. But then... Through singing, dancing, and long conversation, we began to get to know one another and to imagine new ways to engage with one another. Now, fast forward a couple years to 2004, and I was back in Tungamalenga, this time leading a group of youth and young adults to participate in a youth camp with our companions there. We spent a week living together in the dormitory of a secondary school, preparing meals together, and spending hours underneath an acacia tree, sharing presentations and stories of what it was like to be a youth growing up in Apple Valley, Minnesota, and Tungamalenga, Tanzania. The group talked about everything. School and work, dating and relationships, faith and God, each, each from their own experience. And at the close of the camp, we gathered back in the concrete church building for worship and communion. And there, I saw the truth breaking through in the establishment of Christ's kingdom. 
Along the communion rail were men and women kneeling shoulder to shoulder, breaking bread and sharing wine, Americans and Tanzanians, and among the Tanzanians it was Maasai and Hehe, united in bread and wine. It was a picture of what the church could be, of what the church is, a worldwide community brought together in the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. There was the truth. There was Christ. And there was the kingdom of God. Several years later, I found myself in the suburbs of Kuala Lumpur, the economic and cultural capital of Malaysia. I was there first as an intern pastor and then, later, in my first call, deployed through the ELCA Global Mission Unit to serve as a country coordinator for our Young Adults in Global Mission program. And on one particular day, a colleague and I found ourselves in the home of a young Nepali man by the name of Raj. He shared this modest bungalow, picture a small 50s-style suburban ranch, with a dozen other young men from Nepal. With the exception of a plastic table and four plastic chairs, the house was furnished with foam mattresses that the guys slept on when they finished their shifts at the local Sushi King restaurant. One in three workers in Malaysia, you see, comes from a foreign country. With Indonesia, Cambodia, Myanmar, and, somewhat surprisingly, Nepal being the primary sources of workers. Single young women are often recruited to work as domestic help in houses, while single young men are often recruited to work that is dangerous and dirty, in factories and on palm oil plantations, or in the hospitality industry. While some, like Raj and his co-workers, are treated fairly well, many are not. All are always at risk of run-ins with authorities who deal with them indiscriminately, regardless of their paperwork and their official status in the country. Now, I was in Raj's house to enjoy some delicious momos, or steamed dumplings, as an extension of the Migrant Ministry Fellowship that he was part of. Mindful of the plight of migrant workers in their midst, a group of congregations in Kuala Lumpur had begun an outreach program to them, offering classes in English, in computer and guitar, as well as an opportunity for fellowship and fun. And responding to this gracious hospitality, the guys began asking questions about the faith that would inspire such service. Traveling from their predominantly Hindu homeland to a mostly Muslim country in search of economic opportunity, they were becoming Christians in the process. And there was the truth. There was Christ. And there was the kingdom of God. And it grew. Taking their newfound faith with them, these migrant workers had begun planting house churches at home along the border with India and in other places that recruit larger amounts of foreign labor. Unexpected places like Doha, Qatar, Abu Dhabi, Seoul, Hong Kong, and even Dubai. And it is in places like those that we see Christ's kingship. In places like those that we find ourselves in Christ's kingdom. Places abroad and places closer to home as well, wherever two or more gather to share the truth. There Christ is. In distant lands and places much closer, Christ the King is present and God's kingdom continues to grow. Here in the greater St. Paul area, and our life together as a synod, our unexpected king and his unexpected kingdom are made known and given form. In the fledgling worship community that calls itself Humble Walk in St. Paul's West 7th neighborhood, there is truth, and there Christ is. Among those that gather for a meal and a word of grace at Shobi's table on the east side, there is truth, and there Christ is. 
wherever two or more gather, in English, Spanish, Chinese, Hmong, and Khmer, in grand buildings and humble storefronts, in a myriad of places and shapes, there is truth and there Christ is. Here in your own congregation, and in your own homes, here is truth and here Christ is. In births and baptisms, confirmation, communion, marriage, and death, Christ's kingdom takes root. In your own homes, in moments of great joy and times of crushing sadness, there is truth, and there Christ is, affirming, consoling, reconciling, restoring, bringing new life to all. And this, this is how Christ's kingdom grows. Not through military exercises or under nationalistic banners, but in chapels and hostels, in public and in private, at home and abroad, one by one and two by two, where the truth is testified, there Christ is, and there Christ's kingdom grows. Among the grassroots of family and friends, neighbors and strangers, along well-established tourist trails and the circuitous path of the world's many migrants, a web of relationships is spun, and a community of faith is created, a kingdom united in the witness and presence of Jesus Christ that knows no bounds. And through this web of relationships, Christ's peaceable kingdom, you are transforming the world, whether it be through improved access to health care and education in rural Tanzania, water systems and pastoral training in Guatemala, earthquake relief in Nepal, or one of the half-dozen new mission starts that are under development in St. Paul, the gifts of your time, your talent, and your treasures are being put to good use, accomplishing God's work. As you love God and love your neighbor, wherever and however you are, you are witnessing to the truth in all that you do. You carry forth Christ's kingdom. You see, we are, each of us, part of the church a global community marked by the goodness of God's grace that daily testifies in word and deed to the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. We are, each of us, heralds of his kingship and participants in the creation of his kingdom, where we are, in truth, there Christ is, and that, my friends, is always good news. All thanks be to God. Amen.